It's the official off-season kickoff show here for Locked On 49ers. What are the 49ers' most pressing needs? Are they on the right path? Did they veer off the wrong path in 2021, according to some listeners? And Patrick Willis, maybe a comeback attempt in 2022? All this and more coming at you right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at BB Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks to y'all for jumping on with us live on the YouTube channel. If you're listening to your car on Wednesday mornings, because this is a Winky Wednesday podcast. Let's bring out today's and every week's special guest nicholas winkler come on down you can't do that to me it's like jerry springer you got me backstage and you're popping this huge news about maybe patrick willis you Uh, know the one jersey i own is number 52 i know you got that 52 jersey uh eric crocker has not seen the tweet yet let's throw this one out there just because this is a nice little grenade to throw on us right before we start the podcast Shout out to the listeners who pointed this out to me because I didn't see the tweet come through uh, a little less than an hour ago. It looks like Patrick Willis says on Twitter, congrats to the Rams, the new Super Bowl champions 2022. They all pulled together and did what needed to be done with whom were committed to the cause. I must say it does make my heart tingle and blood flow when I think about emoji trophy. A championship is what he's trying to say. And he adds, and this is where it's interesting. Gets his, it makes his heart tingle, makes his blood flow, and not talking about the past, all caps, past. If he's not talking about the past, Croc, could Patrick Willis be talking about chasing a chip in the future? Maybe he thinks that's what he needs to make the Hall of Fame because they won't let him in. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? If y'all ain't going to let me in, I'm going to get in this thing one way or another. And uh, he's been retired since 2000, after the 2014 season. Uh, it's been a little while, but uh, he's somebody that was always like a workout warrior, stayed in terrific shape. Uh, I remember seeing him a couple of times around San Jose uh, Valley Fair Mall down there by Santana Row. And uh, man, dude was kind of, he's kind of rocked up. So uh, <laughs> he looks like somebody that, you know, stays in shape. I, I wouldn't put it past him to be able to come back. Hell, Tim Tebow did. That's that didn't work best, out though. Uh, that's probably true. Best comparison you want to make a comeback. Yeah, and I, I know you've seen him recently, Wink. He looks like he's in game shape. Yeah, I mean he pops in every once in a while to the restaurant, uh, and he yeah he looks ready to go. And and I got a lot of people that say that you know they work out at the same gym as him, and he's constantly there. Just like you said, he's he's a workout warrior. He's doing his thing. I think it might be more along the lines of getting back and yeah, maybe being on the coaching staff or something like that. Cause after that far away from the game that long, I mean, you got to think that you slow quite a bit, you know, let's go into the chat really quick here, because while we're talking about just fantasy land stuff, uh, Jay Walter 81 says, what's y'all opinion of Hollywood Brown retiring to game on Twitch? I'm searching it right now. Trying to find this information. Uh, I, I don't know if there's any, um, heavy evidence to back this up, but all I can tell you is that would be a huge mistake because he's in for huge paydays in the NFL. And Croc, correct me if I'm wrong, every athlete thinks they're going to be amazing at everything they do. Uh, I bet if he tries to become a professional gamer, he might get 
he might get shown how difficult it is real quick. Like it's one thing to be pretty good as a gamer. It's another thing to try to make your living doing something like that. We see a lot of athletes think they're going to go pro or become a, <laughs> a rapper. And we see a lot of rappers that think they can go be a pro athlete and they try to go uh, do some like um, professional league. It doesn't usually turn out all that well. You got to put your life into stuff and that includes gaming. So Hollywood Brown, um, I know he's related to Antonio Brown. So there's definitely something going on upstairs with <laughs> that family. Uh, I would advise against it, Hollywood. You, you know who is a pro gamer? A uh, former professional uh, receiver as well. Any Who's guesses? That? Mm-mm. Ocho Cinco. Chad Johnson. Oh, I did know that. Gamer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing gamer. about being a professional gamer. You don't necessarily have to be good at the game. You just need to be entertaining. You need people to want to click on your stream, watch you play the game, and just listen to your audio commentary. So if he's got you know, that fun personality of somebody, you know, for me personally, I play a lot of games. And so I like the people that giggle a lot, you know, and just like make it fun and like, what's yeah. happening? Oh, what's going on? You know, that sort of thing that really entertains me. So if that, if it's that style that he's going for, I mean, you can make a lot of money doing that. And, and he's the kind of guy too, who gets hurt a lot, you know? So maybe he doesn't want to get hurt anymore. And he needs another way to make some money. No, the, 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 the best guy is, uh, Dr. Disrespect. He, oh, he's, of course. He's a 49ers fan. He has, yeah, yeah, and he's a big great. 49er fan. He was there in Dallas. But he's uh like he has created this whole like persona. And from my understanding, he used to be a professional basketball player, like overseas or something like that. He's like extremely tall, but he was like this shy person. So he kind of created this uh just this character. And ran with it, and now it's like he's like he's the cool guy with that persona that he puts out. So, uh, Doctor Disrespect, yeah, yeah. from um, a former professional athlete, basketball look, player, fellow YouTuber. I'm sure he's watching, Doctor. If you're out there, we'd love to have you on the show. Talk 49ers because I know you are a passionate 49ers fan. Do a little collab there with Doctor Disrespect. He has probably just a few more listeners than we do here on Locked On 49ers. Just but we're catching more. up. We are catching up. Hey, real quick, I do want to shout out all the listeners, all the people on, you know, the tuning into the, the YouTubes and all that stuff. But we have been what for like the third straight week, the number one listen to podcast on the network. And we're not the 49ers aren't playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> or they're not, they lost the NFC NFC. And we one we did a couple weeks ago had the most listens ever for a week. Amazing. Shout out to Winkler, he contributed to that. And then now, I mean, we oh. continue to be the number one podcast on it like come on and that's with the 49ers losing so uh, shout out to all the faithful that continue to listen uh throughout this time yeah appreciate you would you rather watch a football player play a game a video game on twitch or would you rather watch a football player play football and another gamer game again it depends right on their personality i mean if they're entertaining yes. I, I could watch somebody play a video game sure i don't know i, I just i just i, I get the vibe there's so much ego involved and I just get the vibe that there's a false sense of like, Oh, I could go do this and be super famous doing it. Sure. You know what I mean? And it's like, man, okay, good luck. But maybe in the off season, do, do a few Twitch runs and, and maybe catch that paycheck uh, in September. Right. That's the way I'd go. That'd, that'd be my advice, but who knows? Maybe the next <laughs> big superstar Twitch gamer. Is there, is there, what, what do you call that? Just gamer? Yeah. Streamer, 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 streamer. Yeah, because it's not about the skill of the game; it's about the uh, the content. It's about yeah. The you tune in to watch the, the person. Yeah, essentially. 
for example, Most of the time it's hot chicks, but you know, we would, I think we would get a, a huge, uh, a, a huge amount of listeners, viewers for the wink versus croc Madden matchup that I don't think either one of you guys wants to actually do. I think you're both scared I the player I, because you're worried about publicly getting beaten by the other guy. I don't I haven't about played that in a while. All. So this, if he's going to get me, I, I had cut mad now. I, I just t- been too busy. And obviously I keep traveling down there every weekend. So I'm not, I'm not playing as much matter right now. So wink ever has a chance. It's right mm, now. I'm, so I'm putting in six, seven hours a day croc. So you better watch out <laughs> coming for you. Oh, geez. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about this matchup. I don't think either one of you guys really want to do it. Because you know what? If you had the passion, if it was in your heart, it would have happened already. I'm ready whenever he is. Just say when. Yep, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's talk Jimmy G trade. We've got trade offers coming in here from the listeners. Uh, I've got a question about the 49ers and the path they put themselves on last year. And if they might have missed it. And if the Rams Rams won a Super Bowl, mm. 49ers have done what the Rams did to get themselves over the hump and to win that Super Bowl. That coming up and a whole lot more. Football might be over this season, but basketball, it's in full steam, both pro and college hoops. And we know how much fun the tournament is. Wink, rocking the Warriors t-shirt right now and how fun are the Warriors right now. Um, and I'm kind of excited for James Wiseman to come back. I don't know. That's just me. You, you get Clay, you get James Wiseman. There's your trade deadline right there. Let's go. Uh, it, man, it, it's so much fun, too, being in the Bay when the Warriors were winning championships and hopefully are going to start winning championships again. It is so much fun. It's so much fun when the 49ers are deep in the playoffs when they're going to a Super Bowl. So let's keep that thing going. And who knows, maybe even a baseball season that you can bet on at betonline.net from the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land to, oh, yeah, NFL draft props, which are always a lot of fun. And, yes, it is officially draft season. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for scores and news this season, not just betting. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. Let's get to this topic here. Razor, is that Razor Ramen? I like that. That's a great nickname. Um, he says the 49ers tried to do what the Rams did. They tried to trade for Stafford and they tried to sign OBJ. I don't know. Do we did they really try to do both of those things? Because it sounded like it sounded like Kyle was kicking in Cabo and was like, eh, I'm not too worried about it. And then Stafford happened, and he's like, Oh, okay. If he wanted to make that happen, I feel like they could have tried a little bit harder. They didn't, they didn't try all that hard. And the OBJ rumors have been out there forever. I don't know if the finer the Niners ever really actually went down that road. I think he drug his feet on it. Didn't he have some kind of intel? I think initially he didn't think that the trade was gonna happen right then and there. Like that night. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what where he just thought, you know, I, I you know, I'm looking into it. I like the thoughts of it, okay. Uh, maybe try to see how the whole Jimmy thing would play out. You know what? Let's look into Matthew Stafford. Oh, wait, he got traded today. What the hell? You know, so I think that's <laughs> one of those things. What? We're all in the same place. We're all in, we're all in Cabo vacationing, and they got to him before I did? I think it was one of those things. Yeah, OBJ was available when the 49ers were 3-5. and five. Odell's been available for years. If the 49ers really wanted right. Odell, they could have got him when the, the Browns got him from New York because he wanted to, he publicly wanted to come here, right? Didn't he whisper to somebody, come get me? 
Yeah, and the 49ers yeah. were actually bad then. He actually said it to, I think, Jimmy, and then he talked to uh, uh, John Lynch and kind of alluded to that as well. Uh, this year, he was available when the 49ers were 3-5, and five, but at that time, the 49ers were in this weird dynamic with their team. Like, uh, are we good? Are we going to go with our rookie for the right. rest of the season? Oh, he's kind of banged up his knee or whatever. Uh, what's going to happen? And then they started rattling off some wins, but by then it was too late. I think if, if the 49ers were – Five and three, as opposed to three and five at that time, I think they potentially would have looked into trading for Odell. Yeah. Scott on says, uh, I said it in the offseason. There's one QB to dump Jimmy Garoppolo for, and it's Stafford. Y'all laughed. He won our division, barely beat us out of the playoffs, mm. and won the Super Bowl. Would have been a much better move than selling out in the draft. What do you guys thought? Wait, 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 wait. Who, who said who left? Wait, who left? What? What? Um, he said y'all laughed, and he is who laughed at at the thoughts of getting Matthew Stafford. I'm the only one tagged in this, but I assume he's talking about the podcast. Y'all is definitely not me, unless he's just I'm the grand y'all. I'm oh, I'm 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 one. I'm like one grand y'all. If it's just me, the royal we talking to. I don't know about laughing about Stafford. He's clearly an upgrade to Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, but I push back on the idea that they tried to get him because. They didn't make an offer. Right. They, I mean, they didn't try. And if, if they thought that a deal was going to get done, you get on the phone that second and you call if it's that dire of a situation. So the 49ers weren't that interested. Maybe there was some level of interest, but they weren't making offers. That's a competitive market when a quarterback <laughs> that good becomes available, right? And especially if it's your in-division rival. Um, so I think the 49ers were in draft mode. They talked about this draft thing way back before the Stafford trade even happened. They were looking at quarterbacks. I think their mind was first on the draft even before Stafford. Um, to Scott's point about Stafford versus what the 49ers did, yeah, they went. They won a Super Bowl. Would the 49ers have won a Super Bowl if they got Stafford instead of Jimmy G? Maybe because the team that they that beat them was the team that ended up winning. Yeah, it's hard to argue that. You never know how a season's going to go. Maybe they lose some games somehow. Maybe Jimmy just has that magic, and and they don't win as many games. But on paper, yeah, it looks like the 49ers maybe could have, which which um, would have made. I think the question is: Is Matthew Stafford two games better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Right. I mean, how could you argue against that? Anybody who's watched football the last 12 years knows that Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. He's never been a great quarterback. He's never been the guy that's going to lead you to that spot with nobody around him. But you put him in a situation where he's got weapons all around him and a good system that fits what he does. We saw it. He just won a Super Bowl. Like, I think the 49ers definitely could have, you know, won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. I think. 20 teams in the NFL could have won a Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford. Or could have, or could have. I think it increased have. your odds. I think it yeah, increased yeah. your odds. I sure. think it would have for sure. But uh, did Jimmy Garoppolo not beat Matthew Stafford twice this year? That's a good Two, point. Right? So uh, the NFL is a, a crazy beast, and you never know how that oblong ball is going to bounce. So you can't just say Niners <laughs> would have a ring definitively right now if they went and got Stafford. But here's right. the thing. A Stafford move and going up to get a quarterback in the draft are two completely different things. The 49ers aren't trying to be good only in 2021. The, the 49ers, by going and trading for a quarterback, are trying to be good for 15 damn years, right? That, that's completely different. If the 49ers are good with, with Trey Lance for a long time, that absolutely is more valuable than what Stafford would give you for a couple of years. So th- those are two different conversation for sure and by the way if Joukowsky's tart catches a Matthew Stafford arm punt the 49ers are in the Super Bowl right. this year or maybe win it over Stafford so but, but I mean it's not yeah go ahead to go on that point that you just mentioned like 
how long until the Rams have to blow it all up, you know, and start all over with no draft picks for the next few years? Like that's it, it. Maybe they can do it again next year. Maybe they can run it back again. But it's like they they are mortgaging their future for right now. And it paid off. I mean, most times you don't see that sort of thing pay off where you're like, oh, they really went all after it and they didn't win. You know, so is that worth it? You you, you talk about, yeah, it could be a 10 year, 15 year thing when you invest in the, the draft with a young quarterback. But if you never actually win a championship is that worth it? You know, it's, it's a really tough thing to juggle because you want to win that championship, but you also want your team to be good for a long period of time and not have to go through that rebuild process, which we're going to see the Rams do here shortly. And and that's my thing. And I've been on that, even with the Rams early in the season, going all in, there were a lot of people that say, Hey, if if, if the Rams don't win at all, it's a failure. And my thing Mm is, I just, and not say, I don't want to see the 49ers win a, a championship. Obviously that's, that's the goal. But as a fan, I just don't want to be rooting for a team and the game is the season is over by week eight. And as I will get ready for the offseason, let me get to watching these draft picks and things like that. So if you have a quarterback that consistently has you in the conversation throughout January, I think that's a win. Again, you're still going to be wanting that Super Bowl, but at least you feel like you can potentially win it as opposed to having to rebuild all the time and really go through more of what the 49ers have had to go through over the last 20 years. To J-Run's point here in the chat, he said Jimmy's no trade and two first rounds for Stafford held them back. Yeah, you think Jimmy's like, oh, cool, yeah, trade me to the Lions. I won't exercise <laughs> that no trade clause, right? Well, there so- was the inside deal done with the with the guy that came from the Rams, went over to Detroit, and then had that you know whole thing set up for Goff and all that. So, I mean, it was kind of an inside job there as well. So I don't even know if the 49ers or anyone else really like legitimately had a chance unless they just blew the socks off of the Detroit Lions. Right. right. Yeah. So there's there was more than just saying, oh, yeah, we'd like to have Matthew Stafford. There's some reality into actually making a trade like that happen. And it sounds like the 49ers either weren't willing, didn't try very hard, didn't try quick enough, uh, or it would have been more difficult for them to swing that deal because of Garoppolo and the no trade than it was for the Rams and Jared Goff. And it, it seemed like at the time of the trade that the the Lions had the Lions had hope for Goff. Like he had some value in that trade. And I know the Rams had to do a lot, uh, including giving up the pick that became the, the number 32 pick in this year's draft upcoming. They've got the last selection there. The Detroit Lions do. But Garoppolo's value after an injury plague season was pretty low last year. And the 49ers apparently were getting day three offers. Like, I think I heard someone, the only official offer I've ever heard is like they got a fifth or a sixth offered mm. to them. For Jimmy G and the 49ers were maybe asking for a one if a team came calling. So that's a pretty huge discrepancy there. So I just don't think that Jimmy is part of a deal because you have to send him somewhere, right? Because I, I thought it would be Teddy Bridgewater type compensation at that point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people push back on, oh, he's way better than Teddy Bridgewater. But it's like, look at the current circumstances, all right? One, injured a lot, and he's coming off of another injury. All right, so you can't really count on him to win. Two, and when he wins, it's like you see like an efficiency level, but there is like, you know, just a lot of weird dynamics around it. And I thought at that point, like whatever Teddy Bridgewater, which he didn't get traded for much. It was like a sixth round pick or something else. I thought maybe you'd get like a fourth and a sixth for, for Jimmy at that time. And if you're going to give me a fourth and a sixth, then yeah, I would rather keep Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Unless you just go full Eric Crocker and just say, you know what, we're going to keep him. Uh, I mean, we're going to trade him for fourth and six, or we're going to just cut them so we can roll that money over and have, instead of 
whatever they have right now, add an extra $25 million to whatever they have this offseason and build a super team around your young guy, Trey Lance, and get him that first year experience to get those ups and downs. That would have been my way. But mm-hmm. I, I think that the way they went about it, Kyle Shanahan, he didn't have that winning season. I think it all it worked out for the most part. You, you went to the NFC Championship game. Right. Trey Lance. Um, yeah, Trey Lance will be the answer. The Jedi says you can't judge a player on just one to two games. I mean, that's been the whole thing since the 49ers put that plan into play last offseason. It's all about how good Trey Lance becomes. If Trey Lance becomes the guy, it's a much better move to get that long-term rookie than it is to get Matthew Stafford. You're not guaranteed a Super Bowl either. Would it have helped the 49ers' chances? Yes, absolutely. And and I think they might have won the Super Bowl this year with Matthew Stafford. And maybe that's a lesson learned. Maybe that's something that'll that'll juice up the 49ers. We talked about it in the first podcast after the Super Bowl. The Rams winning a Super Bowl is probably a good thing for 49ers fans. Like Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, competitive guys, watching Sean McVay win one, watch the team that beat you in the NFC Championship game win one, they're going to be motivated. So I, I wouldn't put it past the Niners to maybe make a shocking big move this offseason uh, to go along with the shocking big moves that happened last offseason. Do, uh, do they win two straight if they signed Brady two years ago? Are they back-to-back champs right now? Uh, did <laughs> no I, all right <laughs> i don't think anybody was going to save that injury plague 2020 season i mean i i have no idea but brady what could have helped him this year and look you're probably like in all honesty the one way i can see brady coming back is a trey lance broken leg in training camp right mm. because all of a sudden how did you even say that <laughs> knock on wood it's like break a leg let's break a leg Good luck in theater. I'm just saying that's the only that's the only way Tom Brady comes back to any team in the NFL. His childhood team, the 49ers. Trey Lance is unavailable, can't play all year. You have no choice, and he'll come calling. It'll be a perfect mm. symmetry. Tom Brady, and then hey, if anything happens to Trey Lance in training camp, y'all know who to <laughs> attack. <laughs> this guy Peacock. It can't happen now. It can't happen now. The other the, the the way it would happen is if I said Trey Lance, Trey Lance will never get injured all year long. He won't miss a single game. That's how you reverse jinx someone into getting hurt. Oh, uh, okay. I'm just it's like saying break a leg when someone goes out to uh to perform, uh. right? <laughs> all right. Good save. Clock trying to put something on me. Come on. <laughs> All right, I've got another proposal from Isaiah68 on Twitter for Jimmy Garoppolo trade. We'll run that by you guys, get into the chat. Let's talk draft. What do you guys, what's the biggest need coming up in the offseason for these San Francisco 49ers next? How about Bilt Bars, guys? I know you love them. I know Wink loves them. I know Croc loves them. Have you tried Puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on the newest Built Bar flavors. They're some of the best tasting bars. Croc approves of the Puff flavors of Built Bars. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. Uh, not just a protein bar, they're a treat and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Churro Puff, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and oh yeah, all the standard flavors of Built Bars are available at Built.com, all low in calorie, all low in sugar, and all high in protein. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. If you're not sure what flavor to get, get a mixed box of Built Bars. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. Now you got the chat after me, Croc. Everyone thinks I did something <laughs> bad there. 
It can't possibly happen now because I said it. That's the way it works. That's the way that type of stuff works. Okay, let's go to, I want to see your thoughts in the chat too, guys. Not just uh, Croc and Wink's thoughts about the biggest need for the 49ers, the most pressing need for the 49ers in the offseason. I'm going to go to Isaiah 6-8, though, who has an idea. He's looking at this draft board and he's saying, you know what? The Philadelphia Eagles have three first-round picks. They got one of them because of the trade from the Dolphins. After the Dolphins went back to 12, they went up to six, which I think was a terrible move by the Dolphins, giving up a, an extra first-round pick. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. They got all that value from the 49ers to go to 12. They moved all the way up from 12 to six to get Jalen Waddle. They would have had a really good player sitting there for them at 12. And who knows? Maybe Waddle would have been there. Too. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. But Waddle did have – I mean, he, he, he had yeah. a good year. Rashawn mm-hmm. Slater would have been there. Waddle would have been there. Devontae Smith would have been there. Um no, because Smith won top 10. I mean, say, I'm just saying they were guaranteed one of those guys at 12. You were right. guaranteed one of those top blue. That's why the 49ers chip at 12, I thought was more valuable than, than when they needed to trade that away because there was, there was 12 really, really blue chip prospects in this draft. And that's not even including uh, Mac Jones. So there was, you know, there, there was just, there, there was too much value there for a team trading up to get a quarterback. If you wanted a quarterback yourself or those other blue chip players at other positions. And um, and most of them had really good rookie seasons. Actually, actually this, the top of last year's draft was really good. Croc, how much better is last year's draft than what this draft is looking like right now? Yeah. I mean, you look at, I mean, just, that linebacker in Dallas right now, man. Uh, Michael Parsons. 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 Yeah. Golly. He went 12. He, ever. Didn't he, get yeah. pick 12? he went pick 12. Uh, is that what no the Cowboys? The, yeah. No, no, not 10. Because the Cowboys, I believe they were pick 11. And then they moved back a spot. Then they were something like that. Right. So they were 11 and they moved back because. Uh, no, something no, 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 like that. No, no. no. They got a keeper though. Because the Giants were 11 because Chicago came up to get. Justin Fields at 11. So the Cowboys, I think, were at 10 and traded back with Philly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because Philly went up and and the Giants fans were really mad. Remember the famous Giants fan? He was so mad. Several. Nothing good happens ever. He was so mad. The Giants <laughs> fan on YouTube was so mad because his own his, both teams in, in the Giants division, the Cowboys and Eagles, conspired to keep Devontae Smith away from the Giants. <laughs> The Eagles went from 12 to 10 to get Devontae Smith. Then the Giants traded out because that's who they wanted. And they ended up taking uh, the Florida wide receiver. Um, yeah, Kadarius Tony. Which... Kadarius Tony. Yeah, they took him at 20 because the, 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 the Bears went up to get Justin Fields at 11. And that left the Cowboys at 12. They got Micah Parsons. And then 13 was Rashawn Slater. So there was 13 blue chippers in that draft. And, um, and the 49ers were in a pretty good bargaining spot. And I thought, at 12 was a really good move by Miami to go back to 12, stay in that zone of blue chippers. And they gave up a lot of value of a first round pick to go up and get Waddle. We'll see yeah. if he proves to be the guy, but they could have had a really nice player at 12. And I thought that was an unnecessary move up for them. But the point of this is that the Eagles have three first round picks now. And Isaiah six, eight says, what about Jimmy G to the Eagles? They have three first round picks, first round pick for Jimmy, plus a couple other picks. What do you think? Do you think the Eagles would be willing to go Jimmy G? Do you think that's enough of an upgrade or an upgrade at all over Jalen Hurts and then move Jalen Hurts away for another pick? Or is Isaiah just dreaming for first round picks right now and reaching a little bit? <laughs> Did he say I mean, first round pick and some more picks? And something else. That, uh, yeah, that's the dreaming part. Isaiah's greedy. I, I will throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop being but, greedy, I mean, Isaiah. <laughs> Didn't their GM just come in? I mean, yeah, I know he's supposed to do this, but he came in and said, like, no, Hertz is our guy. Like, this is he's he's gonna be the future quarterback here. 
So, you know, you're, you're probably not going to come in, do that, and then give away a first-round draft pick for a quarterback. I mean, if you got three of them, if you're ever going to do it, now's the time, right? I Jalen Hurts. If So let me put this out there. Does make sense at all for the Eagles? They're they're, they're not going to waste right. the first pick to go from Hertz to Jimmy because they're probably hoping Hertz is going to be as good or better than Jimmy eventually. And if not, they're probably packaging more than one first round pick to go get a Watson, go get a Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. try to make a bigger splash. Because if you're going to move on from Hertz, you got to make sure you're really getting somebody better going over the top. So if they're trading first, maybe they trade multiple first round picks and go get somebody else. But Jimmy to the Eagles, no, no go. I, I'm I'm putting the kibosh on that one. I love it. The more I think about Washington, though, makes so much sense. Yeah. Future that first. Sense. Future first. Washington can do what the Niners did, draft a quarterback this year, but not at 11. How about Desmond Ritter in round two? They spend their 11th pick this year in the first round on whatever stud prospect, an offensive tackle, or there's a bunch of edge rushers in this class. I think that's probably where uh, the value is in this class. It's not so much one, two, three, maybe, but you know, around that five to 10 range, I think there's some pretty good prospects there. Uh, somebody was saying, and I, I don't disagree, I don't know if the, whoever goes number one in this class might not have been a top 10 pick last year, period. Might not have been in that Oof. top 12, 13 guys, um, which is wild. But there, there's some depth and there's some really good players at important positions, offensive tackle, defensive end. If you are the the Washington Commanders, which is really hard for me to, to remember to say, if you're the Commanders, you spend that first round pick this year. Niners aren't getting number 11 for Jimmy G. At most, they would be getting probably a second this year, maybe a conditional next year first. Jimmy's got to stay healthy, so that way you know you're not giving up a top five pick next year if Jimmy gets hurt all year. And so you you save yourself from that. Jimmy's got to be active for eight or ten games or something like that, and then you get a first round pick next year, which Washington would hope is in the 20s. Washington can add a blue chip talent in this year's class at number 11, and they could even draft a quarterback. And Jimmy, we know, is is good with young quarterbacks, right? Desmond Ritter at 42 in the second round for Washington. So they can develop yeah. a high upside quarterback, have Jimmy win now, and be in a pretty good position. I, I like that well, plan for Washington. I think if, if Jimmy, he's going to want a new contract wherever he goes. So is he going to want a new contract? And it's like, hey, well, by the way, we do plan on – drafting a guy second round so eventually he will replace you at some point right. I, don't, I don't think he wants to go through that again no he, he doesn't have a choice right that's the that's nfl fun. yeah it's the second round pick too he's not guaranteed to come in and the team is telling right. you we don't expect this guy to play we're draft we just traded for you because you're going to be the starter we're drafting this guy that we're going to develop we can extend your contract another year or two and maybe this guy hasn't played yet but at least you know out. he can handle it you know, yeah. You can yeah. Here's one yeah, thing about Washington uh, Commanders that I didn't even, I wasn't even aware of. I was listening to Haberman, Haberman and Middlecoff. They've only had one double-digit win, winning season since 2012. And and that was, you know, obviously with RG3, I think they won 10 games. And then before that, it was like 2006. And then before that, it was like in the 90s or something crazy like that. Like, they have not been winning. So, remember, the other day I was on their little Twitter spaces thing with the uh, Washington commander people or whatever. And they scoffed at the idea of potentially getting Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, who are y'all to scoff at anyone? Yeah. Your team is crappy. Like right. you, you, y'all, y'all like three, three double digit <laughs> winning seasons since like the early nineties or something crazy like that. Like y'all would be lucky to have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, which would kind of steady this shit right, right now for them. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo to the commanders, like Peacock was saying, I think that would be, a win for them. Last playoff yeah, win, 1991? 
Come mm. on, like who are you? You haven't won a playoff game since nineteen ninety one. Yeah, he wasn't. That was before Gibbs went to the race car NASCAR stuff. Yeah, Mark Rippin days. Mark Rippin, there you go. Good pull. <laughs> oh man, uh, Ernest Biner was the running back, right? Oh yeah. Now you're going <laughs> Super Green Tech Mobile. Still playing? I mean, come on. That's man. when they had the hogs and stuff, right? Or yeah. something. Like, come That's on, right. man. I was Speaking four of- years old last time they won a playoff game. <laughs> Speaking of hogs. Mario says Jimmy and McGlinchey. You throw McGlinchey in there to get number 11 from Washington. What do you think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. If, they, if, they'll, <laughs> if they pull that offer out there, I say yes. The Niners, I, I don't know if the Niners are in a position where they're going to let, they're going to give up McGlinchey or any offensive lineman this year. I think they want depth, um, especially if. If Lake and Tomlinson, Tomlinson. the agency, yeah. maybe if you do get Tomlinson in, you can roll with uh, more McKivitz, Compton, let him battle it out for right tackle, and then you have some other depth there, and maybe even draft a guy too, and you could feel okay about it because the Niners got through the season all right without McGlinchey. McGlinchey's better. How much better? Is it worth getting the 11th pick? You, you could draft an awesome offensive tackle probably the 11th pick too because there's, there's going to be some good ones in this draft. So I would say yes to that. I would probably think washington wouldn't be that interested in it <laughs> uh peekaboo says throw kinlaw in there too yeah uh i don't know what to think about kinlaw kinlaw i think needs to be part of the plan especially if dj jones walks this offseason guys uh we got to talk about this what is the biggest need is it just re-signing your own is it tomlinson for you wink is it dj jones for you is it an outside position is it something the niners need to be doing in the draft what is the biggest thing the niners need to do this offseason for you you said it, it's DJ Jones. I mean, that guy just stuffs up the middle. He is a dominant force there on the defensive line. I think he really, he's kind of the unsung hero. You know, he kind of makes everything go around him by clogging up and, and taking on blockers and, you know, just really getting after running backs too. I mean, the guy's great in stopping the, the run game and he gets after the quarterback too. I mean, he, that would probably be number one for me. I, I, you know me, I, I love Tomlinson, but I think that number two wouldn't even be there. I think it'd be K1 Williams. Like I think that their secondary is already so banged up and so, you know, just we, we saw it exposed multiple times last year that I think that that's going to be the primary area of concern when they go into the offseason is going to be that secondary. I, I think it has to be like in Tomlinson. Like if I had to, because you're just going to start creating too many holes on that offensive line. You want to kind of eliminate that. So I think if there's one thing where it's like, hey, we got to bring this guy back so we can kind of have some continuity there, I think it would be like in Tomlinson at left guard. You're talking about somebody who ha- he played every single snap last yeah. season. Every I love him. Single snap, like you, it's like you can count on him to be on the mm. field. All right, he's gonna be so, so expensive though with Mac I, and already with Williams. Like that's so much money wrapped up in that old. But you need that. You don't want to create yeah. more holes. Like You're you right. don't want to say, all right, well we now we got to find a left guard. We got to figure out this right guard position. Okay, what's gonna go on with McGlinchey's torn off the bone hamstring? All right, and then Alex Mack is he old? Is he? What's he gonna be? Mm. Like there's too many question marks everywhere. Else, so you gotta have. Like, at least I know for sure my left tackle, I'm good there. And gets a little banged up. But my left my left tackle, he's good. Great, actually. Best player. The best in, in the league. And, and then my left guard, I'm solid there. Uh, is he amazing? He, he's good, right? He's pro, can play at a Pro Bowl level. And then I'll figure out the rest of it. But you don't want to create more holes on that offensive mm. line. Dr. Stephen Brule says Tomlinson is 12 mil plus. Do you still sign him? And uh, Hind says Tomlinson will get $15 million per year from the Dolphins. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Dolphins came calling. I think the 49ers need to not let 
Lakin Tomlinson hit the open market. That's the key there. You got to find mm-hmm. something that makes sense for both sides. Sign him bef- in the in the exclusive bargaining period before free agency starts before he can start seeing those offers roll in from other teams because I think you have to have a number. You have to be smart if you're the 49ers. And if it goes too high, if the Dolphins and, and Mike McDaniel are willing to give Thompson $15 million a year, you got to let him walk. And you brought up um, you brought up Alex Mack. He, we, we don't know if he's going to come back. He might retire. Right. So the 49ers will need a center in that case. Maybe then do you just go, okay, well, in free agency, we have to let, we have to let Tomlinson walk. Um, then we go got to go sign, like p- spend our money with Ryan Jensen to have a veteran center instead and hope, you know, Jalen Moore can play left guard or uh, Jay Walter asks, is Banks a bust then? Dude was took with the 49th pick. Yeah, top 50 pick. He played left guard mm-hmm. though in college. So maybe the left side is is his future home there. For no, Tom, but we didn't like him at left guard. We didn't like him anywhere. Right. <laughs> no, no, that's not that's not like in the hindsight thing. Like I came on this show right after and we spoke about that. And, and we watched not, neither, separately, Croc. We didn't share yeah. notes. We watched him separately. We didn't share notes. We watched him separately. And we had came to the same conclusion. This guy's not a fit. What are they talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> so whether he's at right guard or left guard or whatever, I don't think it matters. I, I would like to see how has he progressed. Because a year yeah. of trying to prepare and understand. And then just a, a, an offseason of understanding the things that you need to improve on. I, I think that's big. Getting to the NFL, not playing. You're a guy that was drafted second round. Maybe they're telling you, hey, you need to lose you know, a good 15, 20 pounds to be able to move the right. way that we want you to move and be able to play in this scheme and do the things that's asked of you. So you know, there, there could be that element of it where he comes back kind of looking like a new man. Didn't work for Garnett, but maybe they work for Banks. I think it's Tomlinson first. You just need to solidify that offensive line you, you got to make sure you don't have any traffic cones out there for you next season because i think you do have to start worrying about some other players later and um yeah you, you need some time to draft and develop some more guys the niners do need to look at center and tackle probably in the draft it's one of the things i didn't like about a guard only player in the top 50 last year either is because you need some versatility on the offensive line if they draft a center that can play guard this year that makes a lot more sense if they draft a, a tackle who can play guard that makes a lot more sense than, than a guy mm-hmm. He's guard and it's like okay well he's not going to start there and now he can't even back up center or back up tackle either so you know he's just taking up a roster spot at that point if he's not starting um so there yeah are, this is a deep draft for like uh not centers yeah i was on with tony pauline there, there's a few centers but it's not a deep class. there's like two or three guys and then mm-hmm. that's like it but tackle position Guard position, you there's some guys that are sneak in there and be some like sleepers late in the, in this draft where you can kind of load up on some depth, some guys that potentially be really good. And it's so real point, quick. You go ahead. Yeah, okay. Let's say so. Let's say they do make a trade and they do end up getting that number eleven pick from Washington before free agency happens, right? I mean, is that something you know, then where do you think the 49ers go? Like, what do you think the 49ers do then? Yeah, you can go with uh Tyler Lindemann. Tyler uh, Lindenbaum is the fit. He's a perfect fit yeah. for Kyle Shanahan's offense. Really mobile offensive lineman. Uh, I, if I made a mock draft, I'd probably put him at 29 to the Dolphins. Then actually, do you, with the do you let Lincoln walk at that point? I don't think it would have an impact, but he's the one first-round center that I think would really make sense and fit for the 49ers. I don't know if he'll go as high as number 11. He's not really a big, powerful guy, so I think he'll be a later in the 20s mm. sort of pick for Tyler Linderbaum, but he's absolutely the fit. So that that's kind of a sleeper for the Niners if they do get in the first round and always defensive lineman too. If Jones walks, um, and there's right. a lot of edge players in this draft, so that would be a position to look out for too if the Niners somehow did end up in the first round. 
Croc, Croc and I go into the same place again. Linderbaum. That was the name I was going to bring up for the Niners. It fits. Um, yeah. I think it is Tomlinson first, DJ Jones second. I might put Arden Key in there first. I'm not sure who I would sign in the secondary first. Croc, Ebby Cam, was that a one year or two year? Uh, he was on a two year deal. I would, okay. I would have, I was actually thinking halfway through the year that he wouldn't see the second year of his contract, but he played better down the stretch. So I think he'll see it. And I think the 49ers want that edge depth, even if they bring back Arden Key. Um, CJ Croc. Walter, he says, I hate drafting inside uh, office alignment high. And then I agree, like, I, that wouldn't be the, the thing I want to do. Uh, mm. You know, you want to go with more of a, not to say that it's not an impact position there, but just more someone who can potentially make some plays there. Like maybe an edge rusher. I mean, we talk about edge rusher, maybe bring back Arden Key. But if you had pick 11, I mean, shoes, uh, was it Josiah John, what was it, Johnson out of Florida State? Killed the senior bowl. I can't oh, think yeah, of the first name right now. And he played guard and center, right? No, no, no. He was the edge rusher. Out of Florida State. Oh, uh, uh, Jermaine Johnson. I thought you're Jermaine talking about Jermaine Johnson. There we go. You're, you're talking about, about uh, no. So there's a uh, uh, you're talking about Zion Johnson, but there's Kenyon Green, Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M, right guard, Mississippi State. Kenyon Green, Mississippi State. I get those schools confused, but he's he can play guard, tackle, center, but he profiles more as a guard. Mm. Uh, he's someone that can move well. Uh, in space, got definitely has some power to him. He's a guy I think he'd be tremendous. I mean, you you could play him at tackle, but he's just not long enough. So he's definitely going to play more guard. So uh, that's a guy, and he I think he's going to go before pick twenty. The Jedi says Jalen Moore should be better. I agree. I was I I liked what I saw from him. He could potentially be a starter at, at left guard. Maybe there's your replacement for um for Lake and Tomlinson. His versatility is going to be key to be able to, to back up. Maybe the swing tackle next year is a pretty important position. Um, and I don't think they can pay both Mike McGlinchey and Trent Williams beyond this coming season in 2022. So they've got to look to a future starting offense tackle. Is that more? Is that somebody else they're going to draft? Is that a future free agent in 2023 when the cap goes up? I don't know. But they got to start uh, thinking about that seriously and in center long term as well. Um, th- this is another thought. And we talked about this a little bit before, Croc. Cody says because they probably want to add more power to the run scheme to their system. That was the thing that jumped out to me originally. Neither one of their top three picks played much last year, but with all the QB power we saw from Trey Lance, are the 49ers going to change things up? Do they want more beef up front? Did they not care that Aaron Banks wasn't a great mover? They, they drafted Sermon too, which we had thought was a little bit of a head scratcher to be moving up for him with his style uh, of running, even though he did a lot of zone running in college as almost every college team does. It doesn't mean you're going to be great fit for it in the pros. Are they trying to go a little bit more power based in the future? Is that what that draft last year was about? It was more about 2022 than 2021 a little scheme tra- tweak with Trey Lance. I, I think that's what we were thinking initially, but just watching how they kind of wanted, like the fact that they did not use Trey Lance as a package type thing. Let me know. Mm-hmm. I think that that's not the way they want to develop him. I think they did some of those things because, okay, we're right right now where he's at in his development, where he's at with the playbook. We have to kind of throw some of those things in there to get by right now. But if I had to guess, they want to use him more like Cowboys use Dak Prescott. Like there's, you ain't seeing him doing a whole lot of quarterback power type stuff, right? right? If at all, they're not really running him like that. I don't think the 49ers want to have to utilize him that way. I think they'll throw wrinkles in there, but I don't think it's like, hey, we want to go more power, and we're just going to run a ton of quarterback dives with our young quarterback. Again, I think they did some of it to get by with where he was at with his development. I don't think that's the plan for him. I think you they think just it'll be closer. Up with, I think they screwed it up with Banks in the sense what they yeah. told us, right? Like they told us, 
oh yeah yeah he's bigger but no he moves extremely well and this and that and the other we didn't see that we didn't see him much at all though i mean no, in the no, nfl too college film, though. oh yeah, his tape yeah right after the draft me and croc both separately looked at the tape of banks and we said what the hell no, <laughs> and people were telling me, "Oh no, he's a great athlete. Like he's this and that." And I'm like, "That's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the guy who's tripping over himself, falling on the ground, trying to mm. pull. He's never getting there to guys. If he has to pull and get to a guy, he really struggled to get there uh, at the line of scrimmage. If you gave him any type of quickness, he didn't really know how to react, so he'd grab you. I think in pass protection, he was he was solid because he was a big wall. But when they started running stunts at him, it was like just the, whatever they said about the athleticism, like that was not on film." And I know he had good grades in zone scheme because he, they played a lot of zone. And um, he, he kind of got in the way. You know, he blocked okay. But you could see the things when he was asked to do the things that Kyle was going to ask him to do in, in, the, in exactly. the 49ers offense, getting out and, and blocking on the second level, those reach blocks. Those things he wasn't really good at, but he was good at walling off players that weren't as big and strong as him as him in college and i, I just I, I didn't see it playing with the 49ers offense and to a degree sermon the same way you did a lot of uh wide zone a lot of zone running in uh in college and it's just like it didn't translate like uh right crocky scout crocky and and scout peacock did, did not see it and so we'll see if if maybe the 49ers uh were right in this in the end and those guys will come back and play a lot better for this year but those those were a couple of head scratchers for sure I see a comment that says, did they talk themselves into drafting banks out of need to find the right guard? Probably. And this is my thing. Maybe they did, right? But that's my thing that I try to talk, tell fans. Like, just because you have a need, you don't have to draft a guy right, right. then and there. Like, take who, whoever's highest on your board. It doesn't, like, everybody, no, you can't draft a receiver at 30, uh, 61. Mm. You got to go corner or you got to go like no the hell you don't take the best guy because you don't want to reach for somebody just because oh i gotta draft his position right. so let me draft this guy and then all of a sudden he just doesn't see the field at all oh we, we gotta go running back or whatever they were thinking to trade up for trey sermon you didn't want to play him at all so no don't go for need at a certain spot just because you think you could do that you can get production from guys Throughout the draft, it doesn't have to just be at 61. It could be 61. It could be uh, 75. Wherever they're picking, you can find a guy that can be very productive and potentially start. You just kind of get the right guy. And, and, and I wouldn't go and reach. If that's what they did for right guard, well, oh, we, we want to get better there. We want to get better in Brunswick. So we're going to draft this guy. We're going to talk ourselves into wanting him. Like, that. that's an issue. Go draft somebody else that you're going to play that's good, for regardless <laughs> of, you know, being a guard. Like. I'm all it's, about drafting those good players. That's draft 101, and that's what I would say about the 49ers, whether they're picking at 61 this year or whether they get into the first round somehow this year with the draft pick. Uh, it's not about position. Draft the best player. If there's an all-pro at a certain position and he's the the highest guy on your board, don't go drafting for need, and you shouldn't be going. If you're a good football team and you have aspirations of the Super Bowl, you probably shouldn't be going into the draft trying to draft for need anyway. You should be drafting hey. for player available ideally and you should be focusing on those needs and free agency so you don't have to be forced into a bad pick on draft day the, the dallas cowboys had a horrendous defense and had holes all over their defense in the 2020 draft and goddamn cd lamb failed to them and they're like <laughs> forget this defense we'll use the rest right. of the picks on defense right defense was a big need they needed help with the with the uh defensive line they needed help in the secondary they don't have safeties at all like they need help all over the defense but what they do they said nah man 
we're going with CD Lamb, and we'll address the defense the rest of the draft. Every other yeah. pick was defense. And then they, they just traded up. for Cooper too. Yeah, like yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They they were coming yeah. off. They had two thousand yard receivers and yeah. an eight hundred yard receiver that did walk. But they currently had two thousand yard receivers on the rock. Like Gallup had a terrific year. Cooper cut. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Cooper, uh, Mark Cooper, Cooper. He did his thing. You have running back. Like I felt like the last thing they needed was a receiver at least that high, and it didn't matter. And I don't think anybody cares that they took CD Lamb right now, right? right. It's like, nah, he's hella good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic stuff. We got to get rolling here, guys. Thanks to everybody who's jumped into the chat with us and and jumped on and, and followed us live tonight on the YouTube live stream. If you didn't catch us live, you got to check us out on YouTube. By the way, hit that subscribe button. Uh, appreciate you making us your first listen. If this is a true Winky Wednesday for you, and maybe you're driving to work in your car, listening to Locked On 49ers, really excited for this offseason crock. I saw a lot of questions about DBs. I think we need to make a show of the defensive backs and maybe look at free agents, look at the trade market a little bit. I saw names like JC Jackson and uh, Stephon Gilmore and, and CJ Henderson out there. And we got to talk about some more about the 49ers own free agents. Wink really wants to see K1 Williams back tart. Uh, I think it's a really important position for the 49ers uh, this off season in house. Do they just let guys graduate into starting positions in house at strong safety and some other spots, nickel, or do the 49ers go spend some money? Do they make a big splash? Is it trade season for the 49ers in the defensive backfield? I think we need to get to that stuff on a future program, by the way, thanks for making us your first listen for your second. Listen, don't forget to check out Crocker talking NFL draft every day. I'm locked on NFL draft. I'm talking about the entire NFL. Lots of offseason talk going on there, including draft and free agency on the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And I know one position, guys, that is not a need at all for the 49ers this offseason. And that is linebacker because Patrick Willis is coming back, baby. And they got <laughs> that 52 for him, too. It's open. Let's go, P. Willie. P. Willie. We'll talk to you next time right here. Lockdown 49ers. See ya.